beautiful wife Tracy from Esther 414 Ministries and we are in Proverbs chapter 16 verse 2. Listen to this because Matt's been spanked Mm. by the Lord. Mm. All the ways of a man are clean in his own eyes but the Lord weighs the spirit. Your text may use the word spirits but it's talking about the Lord weighs the motive. Tracy, I'm hurting over here, baby. <laughs> what do you say? Do you know, we are quick to question the motive of others, but yet we are slow to question our own motives. Oh, we, just we, stab the dagger in, baby. Say it again. We yeah. are quickly to judge the motives or others or their choices or yeah. their lifestyle or their sin yeah, we're quick to, to we're, we're yeah. quick to do that, but we're not so quick with our own motives and why we did something. Why like do we do what we do? Why do we believe what we believe? Why do we act mm. the way we act? Oh my goodness! Let's just turn it off, we, not we, oh. edit it, and just sh- uh, just hit the delete button on this bad boy. Oh my goodness! Do you know? I'm hurting over here, baby. Go ahead. Well, I was just thinking that so many times we think we're doing things for all the right reasons. Uh, yet, yeah, um, it's like we're trying to justify it to ourselves sometimes. Mm. That I, I know I've got the right reasons, but yet God knows deep down in us. our heart, yeah, yeah it exactly says why we're doing. He weighs the spirit, meaning He weighs the heart. That's yeah. what the text is talking about in the original language. Yeah. He knows what's behind our actions, what's yeah. behind the decision that yeah. we made, what is motivating us. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh and it's my terrible. goodness. Okay, and so let me share from the bottom of my heart the other day um i was being very very negative uh and i won't go into the specifics and i caught myself and i thought to myself why am i so angry and negative Mm -hmm. and what it was was when i looked at the core of it Uh the core of it was fear we tend to be very angry and negative over things that listen to this we potentially fear yeah. Isn't that, and I, it, because something had yeah. taken place and I inwardly, I was just very angry, meaning I was in this state of fight or flight. I was, yeah. I, you know, I was ready to engage mm-hmm. and I thought, man, why am I going from zero to 100 in 1.2 seconds and about just to eat this person's lunch up and we can feel justified. Yeah. I mean, we really can oh, feel yeah. justified in the things that we do. Yeah. And there was something that took place inwardly that, you know, and I was just like, you know, that the root cause is fear. Yeah. You know, uh, the potential fear, the potential, uh, you know, a situation of loss where we're going to lose out, where we're going to get hurt, where someone has done something. Sometimes that's from, you know, our, our past because something so traumatic has happened. And that's why people stereotype, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. 
Listen, yeah. um, I'll t- let me just tell this. Guys, I am not prejudiced. Okay? God made uh, the red man. You can't even say that anymore. The uh-huh. Indian. Uh, the yellow man, which is the Asian, you know, uh, the black man, the white man. God's made everyone on the earth. When I was in sixth grade and I was walking home, a boy and a girl, and they were black, beat me up and then took a baseball bat to me. Wow. They really, and they, if it wasn't for my older sister smacking this bat out of the person's hand, I could have died because they were aiming for my head. And I was really getting hurt, meaning I had mm-hmm. some broken bones by the time this thing is. And, and a lot of times when something like that happens, here's the thing. You will you, you will just put, okay, all black people are this way. Right. And that's not true. What's, yeah. what's funny is that's not true. I've got beaten up by all kinds of people. <laughs> and, you know, when you share the gospel, you know, when you're sharing the gospel, you come across the worst of humanity who hate God, and the verse in the Bible, this is, do not cast pearls before swine, mm-hmm. is God safeguarding you. Yeah, there's God's a saying, let me lead you to the people I want you to witness to, because I've already prepared their heart. They're not going to take a knife or a gun to you. You know, they're yeah. not going to, they're not going to pull a weapon on you because you're narrow-minded, you're old-fashioned, but we can't judge anyone. Okay, yeah. God made everyone, and do does everyone live up to their expectation that God has for them? No. Yeah. But I've always said this, and you've heard me say this and preach this. When God looks at us, his children, he looks at us in light of eternity. He sees the finished product. He sees what he's making us and what we are going to become. You and I, when we look in the mirror, we can't. But I, it's true. We will try to point out the faults of others. We will be negative, um, but we've never looked inward. God's not worried. God, God has them handled. All these different people, he has them handled. But why do I feel like I got to get be a busybody? Okay, now, so I want to interject here. I've let no, you talk long enough. No, let me just, okay. I'm, I, look, at, look, at, I got my coffee. Okay, you drink Go your ahead. coffee. You just let me talk a few What do you here. say? Get it to okay, me, Okay, so girl. now, the, the initial thing on um, the motives, God knowing our motives. And you know what? He we're knows. so quick to, and the right word here is judge. We yes. are, this is why the Lord says, do not judge others because in the way that you're going to judge, it's going to come back to you. Slow down. You know, you're, the, you're, you're like a hamster well, in the, in I, the if wheel. If I don't see it, I'm going to forget okay, all, go ahead. all this okay. stuff okay. It's that good I had stuff. to try and remember okay, as you were talking. Stuff. Go ahead, okay, go ahead, so, go ahead. <laughs> but um, this is why he's talking about we, we don't need to be judging other people. God handled we, him. He has it handled. And also, when we're looking at other people's motives, we honestly do not know a person's motive. We can think we don't we know, know their heart. We don't know their heart. We don't even know our own motives because the Lord is saying here that I really know what your motive was behind yeah. this, whether it was honest. And or he says, and was, I like that because he says, I weigh the heart. Yeah. I weigh the decision you made. Even if yeah. it's the wrong decision, he's saying, I weigh it because here's the thing. You may have been tricked and fooled, yeah. but here's the thing. You have the right heart, even yeah. though you're making the wrong decision. Yeah. And sometimes we'll make the right decision yes. with the wrong motive and God still knows, you know, look what my son brought. He went out to this Italian restaurant and brought me garlic cheese bread. Look mm, at, look at. Yummy. Oh my goodness. We're stopping for a delicious. moment. We're just stopping for a moment. That's right. Hey, they say put the oxygen mask on first before you speak to others. Yummy. Hey guys, we just had to have a little snack in the middle of um, a little preaching session. 
The Bible says man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. But bread's along good. the way, bread with cheese and garlic is really We're good. taking another break. One son brought garlic bread. The other one uh, went by Taco Bell. Look at this. You talking about preaching the word, having some snacks. Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. That's what I'm talking about. Yummy in a bowl. Guys, I tell you what. What a blessing children are. Mm. I mean, that was just ridiculous. We're just sitting here. I I wasn't super hungry, but I needed a good snack. And I mean, it was so funny. Food can encourage. Because I I tell you what it reminded me of in a good way. Remember the story of Job where someone Mm. knocks on the door and it's bad news. Then before he's done speaking, another person. Mm. We're just sitting here talking to you guys. And once we lock our glass door. And so uh, the first son knocks on the door and... You know, he has uh, the bread and cheese, and this is a really high-end Italian restaurant, but one of the best things there is you can get almost like a whole loaf of garlic cheese bread for like 2 or $3, and no sooner than we had a slice of that, the next son knocks, and he he walked to Taco Bell, and he came back, and he had... um, uh, what are the bell rewards? Yeah, some sort of fire rewards. Fire rewards it. or something yeah. from Taco Bell. And he brought us a Nacho Bell Grande mm-hmm. uh, with extra meat on there. Yeah. And they loaded it because they like him. Mm-hmm. And then he brought me a Doritos taco. So what a blessing. It was such a blessing. All, All right, right, so no, where were we? We were talking about uh, I, I think it's the little, I think honestly, let me just interject this. It's the little victories in life that we have to thank God for. Yeah. The, uh, to some people... They've gotten so out of whack in their priorities that they wouldn't even see a, a, a taco as a blessing or yeah. garlic bread as a blessing. Mm-hmm. Especially in today's society with food prices rising, oh, yeah. I am grateful for all the things that God blesses me with. Mm-hmm. But I do want to hearken to what he says. I don't, I know it comes natural to want to, you know, be a narcissist and mm-hmm. want to manage people. Micromanage, yeah. Micromanage. When we, when we look at, People that are ultra-rich, one of the things, they no longer have problems with money, yeah. okay? They can buy, I mean pay, for any woman they want, any drug they want. They're diversified. They know very powerful people. I mean, they have all of these different things, but oftentimes they're no longer grateful. Yeah. They just yeah. are no longer thankful for the things that God blesses them with. Yeah. It, they, they're like, oh, I, I, that's, that's no big deal to me. Not, it's back to God weighing the motives. You know, yeah, a person's God looks heart. at and, the heart. Yeah, exactly. And um, like with our kids, when they brought back uh, some stuff for us, the motive was, you know. I love my parents. I love my parents. And they might enjoy this, you know. And if not, I can just save it for later. Not a biggie. But we were very, very grateful. And so it in in chapter 16, verse 2 of Proverbs, it's talking about how God knows the intentions of people's heart. He knows their motives. Um, even it says though they, the way of a man yeah. or the ways of a man. We think we're okay. We yeah. think, hey, I'm good. I'm clean. But all this other, all these other people, uh, yeah. they're in the wrong. We're wanting to judge people. We're wanting, yeah. to, we're wanting God, to think that we know the person's motives when we don't. See, only God yeah, knows. See, and, and you know, the only, when you go to a church, 
and you're listening to a pastor, he's not trying to get in your business most of the time yeah. if he's legit. Yeah. He's trying to preach the word of God and have you apply those spiritual truths yeah. to your lives. He's not meddling. Yeah. He's basically led by the power of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And then you are to look inwardly. Right. But we're never to look outwardly at other people. And you know how easy that is, is when you hear a message and you can think of another person. Right. How this would apply to that. Oh, yeah, I can see how that would apply yeah. to such and such. So, Instead of stopping and checking inside. Yeah. You know, what is God saying to me about this position? Well, and also, um, let me go on to another point. You were talking about that um, you realized when you were kind of something just really just got you yeah. and you were just like, why the, did I the suddenly basis get basis was fear. fear? And you know what? The basis being fear is a lot of times because I can't control it. Well, not just you can't control it, but God controls it. Go ahead. Not only is God controlling it, however, is we're not trusting God. We don't think God can handle that. Yeah. We, we have lost touch. We with, think we're in control. Yeah. We, we have lost touch with that. Uh, the other um, verses says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. We've only quoted that a million times. Only but a it's, million times, but it's, but it's so true. true. But but do you know what it is? We can quote these verses over and over again, but until they get from a person's head to their heart, we've and talked about this. It. What's funny is we've talked about this subject, honestly, probably a hundred different times. In 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 a hundred different ways. But yeah. that's because we're in. The Bible. Yeah. We're in a chapter, and all of a sudden, it, we come across there. That's ice, guys, if you hear my little uh, cheesy ice maker. I love it. Crunk, crunk, crunk. Crunk, 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 If all the ice is falling, it makes the smallest little cubes, but uh, I love the cubes. Yeah. I really do. Restaurant style. Yeah, restaurant style. So when we look throughout Scripture and we keep on seeing these principles in different chapters and different verses and different stories, it's not God, okay, uh, doing that. Oh, I made a mistake. I didn't know I talked about that. Is because people have a problem with this. Yeah. I was talking about the ultra rich. Those people that seem like they don't need anything. Right. Um, One of the things that they do, and this is their downfall. Mm -hmm. It really is their downfall because they have all the money in the world. Right. And they seemingly, because of the money, they have all the power in the world. Right. They're like they an ha- island. Under yeah, themselves. they're on an island under themselves. They know people. They're yeah. a part of different organizations. And they really, and these are the people right now. They are individuals. The president doesn't make any decisions on his own. There are people behind the scenes that have got him elected. And this is with every president that call the shots. He's just a puppet. But where I'm going is... The people that are at this level, they tend to want to get involved in other people's lives and managing other people's lives. And there's your problem. They're not looking inwardly. God's looking at them and he's saying this, okay, I weigh your choices. I weigh your heart. What you're doing, okay, is not acceptable I want you to look at your life yeah. and manage your life alone. I wonder if with all that um, wealth and ability to do anything or to get anything that they want, that it goes that from there, all, that that it's it's that that first and second commandment, you know, that you should not have anything else above, above God. Eventually and gets to like the they've point. They've seen themselves as God. Yeah, you know, where because they can I can manipulate. That. I can do this and this yeah. and this. But where they get off is I have power over people. Yeah. See, I there's, don't need God. I, don't I am need like God. my own God. I am like my own God, except yeah. for you have an expiration date. Yeah. And Satan, we have a great story in the Bible where Satan was kicked out of heaven for the same thing. 
because yeah. I will ascend. Yeah. See, people eventually, they get bored. I mean, once you've accomplished everything that could be accomplished in yeah. this life and you know how the system works, you know how to manipulate the system, where you get off is controlling people. That's mm-hmm. what gets these people off. If they haven't, you know, if Jesus hasn't intervened. Oh, in yeah. Their if Jesus yet, hasn't yeah. become Lord of their life. Yeah. And yet, all the ways of a man are clean in his own eyes. Individuals that do these things on high levels and on very small levels, like you yeah. and I. Okay, we think we're okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm trying to live for the Lord, but here's the thing: I'm gonna, I'm gonna get involved in this person's life or this person, or I'm gonna tell yeah. this person what they're doing is wrong. Or God's saying, no, you don't need to do that. You look I inward. will handle it. Yeah. Because again, uh, the busybody, the gossip, the whisper. God says, I have told you once, and I'll tell you again. You will no way make it to heaven. Yeah. So God has said, if you have a problem here, you better address it. You better yeah. start looking inwardly. And just like I don't judge, I, I, I'm not prejudiced. I'm, I'm not, you know, I realize mm-hmm. my God made all the nations and all the nationalities and all the ethnic groups. Okay. Yeah. Everyone yeah. on the face of the earth does not behave correctly. Yeah. I need to be wise as a serpent, harmless as a dove. I have to yeah. realize that the times that I'm living in, you know, and mind my own business, but to be wise enough to stay out of people's way and allow them to do what they want to do because people yeah. are dangerous. And, you know, even today you were reading to me where I think it was today or yesterday, you were saying that Jesus did not trust mm-hmm. men because he knew, he knew their, their hearts. hearts. Yeah. See, that's what he's weighing here. He's yeah. weighing their hearts. Tracy, read Jeremiah 17, 10. Uh, 17, 9 and 10 says, The heart is deceitful above all things. Okay, so the heart is deceitful above all things. That's God saying, we think we're okay, we think we're clean, but we're not. And desperately wicked. Okay, so God's describing your heart and your soul as desperately wicked, meaning that yeah. goes back to Paul's writings in chapter 3 of Romans, you know what I'm saying, about the total depravity of man. Yeah. There's none righteous, no, not one. Read the rest. Who can know it? There, it's a question. Who can know it? Who can know it? Because so, God's saying you can't even know your own heart. You think you're clean. That's what this verse says. You, you, you think you're clean. You think you're okay. But God is saying you're not okay. You want to know what's funny? Huh. We are never in this life ever okay with God. In our own righteousness, in our own moral deeds, in our own works. There is never a time in this life, walking upon the face of the earth, where I can think, okay, I'm good with God. I'm never good with God outside of Christ. That's right. People, man does not understand. We think because I went to church, because I'm a good, you could, your best day at being moral and doing the right thing is not good enough for God. Yeah. That's wonderful because it's 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 more of a picture of who God is yeah. in his brilliance and excellence and his holiness. Yeah. And then it shows I'm depraved. Yeah. I mean I mean let's say so let's say a dog her. walks through the yard and it's my yard and I'm watching the owner of the dog and the owner allows the dog to take a huge monster dump. Let's say I look at that crap in my yard and I think, you know, I'm gonna make something of that. I'm going to make a beautiful masterpiece and I'm going to shape it into something gorgeous. And I grab that big pile of dump and I put it on a big, beautiful, (laughs) iced marble. 
the marvelous ice, almost like stone cold creamery where they make your mix your strawberries right, and right. all your nuts. And, and let's say I start shaping that crap up really good, <laughs> and I and I just make this magnificent, beautiful sculpture out of that big Nasty pile dump. of crap. <laughs> See, I think we need to understand that's our life. Mm -hmm. Okay, we are darkened creatures. And there is just never going to be a time with all of my good choices, which are rarely good, and, and all of my works, and all the people I know, and all the things that I've accomplished, I'm still just a pile of crap. And the Bible even goes further and says that, here's the thing, you're dust. You're likened unto the grass that is mowed, and then it rots. He goes even further to say that the, the, the chaff... Which is the chaff is faking trying to be the wheat. That the chaff is just to be bundled up. It's describing humanity. It's describing people within the church and outside the church. I'm going to bundle up the chaff which thinks they're good. Yeah. And I'm going to burn them. But the wheat, the wheat's not perfect. I've, I, I, you see what I'm saying? The wheat in and of itself is not perfect. And yet through Christ, I can get to heaven. And then i got to say something now. Um with your dump example, okay. It's a great example. You know, you know why we laughed, like, and I'm sure the listeners who are listening, you know, were laughing with me when you're 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 talking about making this into. But I can make it some, into something beautiful. Something neat is God's is, giving me talents because, and abilities because we know how ridiculous that, that sounds. sounds, and that's how ridiculous it sounds, it sounds to, to God. God. Exactly. So, so read the read the rest of that verse. That really okay. is. That's yeah. a great point. That's how ridiculous our good works are to God and yeah. our moral days here upon the face of the earth. Yeah. Useless, useless. Go ahead. That's Ecclesiastes for those of you who don't know. Okay. Um, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? And there's the question. Who can know it? And the, the only, and the answer to the question is coming up. Verse 10. I, the Lord, search the heart. I try the reins. You know what that word means? Try the reins, meaning I weigh the spirit. I weigh your heart. Yeah. I'm looking at you because I know you. See, it's yeah. saying the same thing as this. Over and over again in the Bible, yeah. God is saying the same thing. Go ahead. Okay, I try the reins. Even to give every man according to his ways and according to the fruit of his doings. Meaning the motive. What, yeah. what, what is the motive? Is saying? Yeah, yeah. And, and, and so you can take a guy who doesn't belong to God. And he can really be a moral person. Yeah. And he may want to get into a position of power because he wants to use his knowledge, his wisdom, his influence to help people. Mm -hmm. But God says you can't even help yourself. Yeah. You, you can't even help yourself. Your heart before me is not clean. Yeah. You know, today I opened the Bible and it was Daniel. <clears throat> uh -huh. And there was this grandson that was running Babylon. Oh. And he had gotten all of these fancy cups that were in the temple of our Lord when Jerusalem was ransacked because God dropped the hedge because of sin. And all those people were impaled and more people were drugged with fish hooks in their neck and their nose. And other people were died along the road. And some people like Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego made it actually to Babylon. And so he's drinking and he's getting drunk and he has his whores. He has his concubine. He has his wives. He has the most influential people of the land. And they're all praising. You know what they're praising? In the story, people don't... They're, they're praising the gods of gold, silver. It's the god of mammon. Mm -hmm. It's the god of power. Yeah. That I have power. I have influence. 
I know people, and yet every one of those individuals has an expiration date. Yeah. And they don't know what comes next after their last breath. But mm-hmm. God tells us what comes next. But what's funny is with this guy, all of a sudden, as he's living it up. Yeah. I mean, he really is. He's Partying. he's he's yeah. not drinking Boone's Farm. Yeah. And some of you guys, you know, Boone's Farm is like watered down, like syrup. It's not even wine. They call it wine, but it's just junk. It's like Everclear. When a, a drunk is really a drunk, he drinks Everclear because he can get the most bang out of his buck. <laughs> a pure grain alcohol. But he's drinking the best of the best, wearing the best of the best, eating the best of the best, around what he considers mm-hmm. the elite of the day, the best yeah. of the best. I mean, you know, this person, guess who came to yeah. visit? You know, I'm saying the movie stars, the actors, the actresses, the politicians, they're all at this guy. And all of a sudden, he's just sitting there. And the text was telling me he sees a hand. Mm-hmm. And it just starts the hand. just <laughs> the hand. And it's writing. And I love this. It's writing on the plaster of a wall. People don't pick up on this. It's not stones. It's stones with plaster, so it's white. It would remind you, uh, you know what I'm saying, of like what we would call drywall. Mm -hmm. Okay? So so it's very distinct, and he's writing in color, like black marker on a white chalkboard, you know, dry erase board. It's very distinct, and it's meeny, meeny, tinkle, you farsen. And so he calls in all of his magicians, the soothsayers, the astrologers to come in, and he says, I'll make you third in the kingdom. Look, look, I can't make you second. I can't make you first because those uh, positions are taken. I'll make you third. I'll, I'll put jewelry on you. I'll give you gold. I'll give you power. I'll give you women. I'll give you everything I have. Everything that's at my disposal, I'm going to give to you. You're going to be wearing purple. Back then, that was a big deal. You're going to be wearing the finest of clothes, but none of them could do it. None of them could do it. And so finally, I love this story. Um, uh, the king's wife comes in because he was so twisted says his knees were uh, shaking and his hips were out of joint. <laughs> and is it, basically, a, a good wife is a counselor. She sees her husband. He's, husbands aren't perfect. She looks at him. He's a wreck. The husband's a train wreck. The king's a train wreck. And this woman just starts telling him about Daniel. Yeah. And all the things Daniel had done in the past and the life that Daniel lived. And finally, they called Daniel in. And I love it because Daniel says, hey... Uh, give, keep your reward and give the gifts to someone else. I'll interpret it for you. But first he rebukes them. <laughs> he says, God's given you all this power and you not only have power, you've seen what God has done in your grandfather, Nebuchadnezzar's life. He turned him into an animal for seven years. You know the stories. You know the story about me and the lion's den. You know the story. I mean, all these different things, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You have heard it. And then he says, mini, mini, tinkle, you farson. You've been weighed. That's what this text says. God weighs our hearts. He weighs our spirits. You've been weighed. You've been tried. When you were reading that out of Jeremiah, he used that word, the word tried. You've been tried. You've come up wanting, meaning this, I have a debt to pay, but I'm not able to pay that debt. And so when a person dies and they don't have Christ, they pay their own sin debt for eternity because the Mm -hmm. sins can never be paid off. There is no purgatory. That's a lie from the pit of hell through those Catholics. And they're all going to give an account for spinning the fairy tale that you can buy off as if the blood of God's son isn't enough to take care of the sin. And and he says, and it's going to happen today. Meaning, meaning, tinkle, you farce. And you've been weighed. You've been tried. Okay. It's the, the kingdom has been taken from you. We see these same words in a different way to King Saul. You know what I'm saying? 
you've sinned. God has taken the kingdom from you. It's no longer yours. His anointing is off you. His protection, his provision, all these things have been taken from you. You are stripped bare and naked. We see the same thing happening in Romans 1, where God says, I gave them up, I gave them up, I gave them over, meaning I'm not going to have anything to do with these individuals First of all, because they didn't praise me. And second of all, because they acted out of their flesh to fulfill the lust of their flesh, thinking that this will satisfy where nothing satisfies when it's outside of Christ. And again, it's back to what in in Romans 1, where they were talking about they were doing these things that satisfy the flesh because they thought their ways were pure, that what they were doing was fine. They saw themselves as pure. As being fine, but God knew their motives, Mm -hmm. you know, and God's like, no. This is not getting it. It's not getting it. And we have to bring it back to our own motives, you know, and ask the Lord to to help us. But let me bring it back to the king. Okay. So, um, you know what they do? Daniel says, I don't want any part of what you have. But they still, the guy, after Daniel interprets the dream, he just basically laughs it off because everyone's listening. See what I'm saying? He cares. The king cared more about what people thought yeah. Than what Daniel said by the way of the Lord. Right. So and so you know what it is? Oh, is that what it means? <laughs> and give him a robe, give him a gold chain, you're now number three. He was. Daniel was made third in command. You ready for this? Of the greatest city at that time of Babylon for about eight hours. Or until the... Because this king died. Yeah. This king died and the Persians came in. Yeah. And the actual, the Persians recognized the gifts upon Daniel. And Daniel was still in government giving counsel. It's it's a crazy story. But we all think that we're pretty good. Friends, you're not. You're not pretty good. You're never going to be in a place where you're acceptable to God outside of Christ. Your best is not good enough. Oh, my goodness. In a generation where we give everyone a trophy, what's wrong with being a loser sometimes? <laughs> you know what? I love coming. I, we were had a marathon one time, and I, I bragged everyone I was going to win this marathon. It was a walkathon, a marathon, and they had trophies, and I got beat. And you know what? It was the yeah. most healthy thing for me because it was so humiliating. It humbling was so too. humbling, yeah. but it made me run harder. The next Monday, this was on a, a Saturday, the next Monday in class when P.E. came, because they're all, all the kids in fourth grade, they were always talking about who won. The guy was in there. His name was Tony Chaplis. That was his name. And he did a little deceptively because he knew I could outrun him. But that's still, I lost. <laughs> I lost because he was smarter, not because he was faster. Uh-huh. I, I, I listened to the, the tale. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Let's run together and we'll tie. You know, we'll, we'll go through the line together. And at the last... 25 feet, he sprinted, and I couldn't catch up with him. But he lied. I mean, he won by deception. You never win by deception, ever. But yet people think you do. Guys, this principle about looking inwardly and minding your own business isn't in the Bible 100 times or 1,000 times. It's probably there 10,000 times within the pages of Holy Writ and within the stories and the passages God wants you to mind your own business. And most people that are minding other people's businesses are not right with God. Yeah, You're never right with God. I've yet to be at a church where there wasn't gossipers, where there wasn't busybodies, where there wasn't some person who had excessive amounts of power and wealth. And they lorded that over. Meaning I was being interviewed at a church 
And um, it, it came down to one guy. It didn't come down to the congregation, even though the congregation met. It came down to one guy. It's sad. And it's really, really scary what's going to take place. Well, let me tell you what the sad part is, is that one guy wasn't Jesus. Yeah. That's, and see, the, that's, that's why that's a lot of churches nowadays. Yeah, all these principles come up. I say you, you will never do well in life following men. Yeah. Because men, yeah. they think their heart is clean. They yeah. think I'm and a pretty they good. they they know the way. They think that I they know, know the, the truth. Yeah. And I know what's going to happen down here. You have no idea. Only God knows what's going to happen in the next minute, let alone the next day or year. Yeah. Uh, you know what I know? Hmm. One day I'll leave this life, either hmm. being raptured out or I die, and I'm going to be in the presence of Almighty God and I'm going to worship him. And I'll spend eternity with my Lord. So why don't we start worshiping him here now, guys? Yeah. yeah give him all the glory, all right, the time. We do need to give God the glory and trust him with our lives and other people's, people's lives. lives. Exactly. And that's the telltale sign of a Christian. When I can yeah. when I can look into someone else's life and see error, but be willing to allow God to deal with it. Yeah, and to pray for that person or to Stand pray for those gap. people. Exactly. Yeah, I don't you need know? to bring condemnation, yeah. judgment. I don't need to manage people's lives. I don't need oh, to be a no. narcissist. No. You know? No. All these people one day will give an account, including you and I. We're oh. going to give an account for our lives before God. Yeah, exactly. And don't ever think... That you're going to present your good works, who you knew, what you've done in this life. The only thing I can present to the Father is the Son and His blood. Mm-hmm. Lord, you gave Jesus to me. And that's the only reason I'm in heaven. It's mm-hmm. not because of me or anyone I know. It's not because of money power. It's not because I preach. It's not because of bad things or good things. It's because of your mercy, grace, and the blood that was shed on Calvary. That's the only reason I'm here. It's not a universal gospel. It's a very particular gospel. It's always been through Christ. Yeah. And um, I love it. I yeah. do. I'm grateful. We're just, just grateful, 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 grateful. for that the and Lord thankful. intervened in your life. And yes. every time I'm weighed by God, I come up short until God evens out the scales and adds Jesus into it. And then here's the thing. My debt's been paid. Thanks for listening, guys. Thank we you love Lord. you. Thank you, Jesus. Peace. We are eating gourmet hot doggies over the fire. Tracy, can I ask you a question? Yes. What is the secret to how you cook your hot dog? Go ahead. Slow and low. Slow and low, <laughs> Actually, baby. Actually, it's high and slow. High and slow. Is there any certain technique that you have, Tracy? Keep moving your hot dog. Keep moving the hot dog so you don't give me the charred one, huh? That's right. Yeah. Super charred. Super charred. I got one. And when it starts to turn back black, you pull it back. When it starts <laughs> to turn black, you pull it back. You heard it. <laughs> Here, in the man cave. Guys, Tracy is now toasting her bun. I've never seen anything like this in all the years of my marriage, but now uh, she's bringing out something new. She no, wants this the, is from my daughter. <laughs> this is from her daughter. She wants the gourmet experience. That's right. Which is a toasted bun and a toasted hot dog. When you start seeing this, it is a telltale sign, perhaps, that uh, there's a little spoiledness going on. <laughs> That's all I'm saying, Gwen. If you see your wife wanting to toast the bun in the fire, it, it, it's no longer you going camping in the wilderness. It's you uh, finding a five-star restaurant and a hotel. <laughs> this is the next step in the evolution of spoiledness. Oh, Princess, it looks like it's toasty. 